Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Short Bus Debate Club. Today's Wednesday, so we're uh, going to try to make it a little bit lighter. Today we're going to talk about movies or remakes. TV or movies, remakes. Right. Just the fact that, you know, they'll take one maybe good movie and turn it into a piece of shit or vice versa or a TV show. Um, I think really it's kind of about laziness of Hollywood where they just want to throw some shit out there that has some monetization, you know, um, they don't care if it's good, if it's bad. They just put it out. Um, churning out bullshit pretty much on a regular basis. Um, you know, of course, I've got Darren here with me. Hi. Um, Darren and I talked the other day about doing this, and he wasn't real sure because he didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. And, you know, some... Some remakes were done early, like we were talking about Hitchcock. And Hitchcock remade two of his movies, but he didn't do it out of some sort of greed. He did it because he wanted to make the picture better. Um, so much had changed from the time that he did the first one, Man, Man Who Knew Too Much and 39 Steps, to when he did the second one. So, right. yeah, he was tapping into the changing technology and his vision and well and his vision was important because i've i've watched documentaries on hitchcock and you know actors and stuff talked about how difficult he was to work with because he was such a perfectionist you know that i think one of them said that they did just a fucking extraordinary amount of takes i mean it was something that was unusual um and they said by the time the the shot was over, they were just so so tired um, because he wanted everything to be perfect. And a lot of his time was spent in the editing room because, you know, like the shower scene in Psycho, that required a lot of editing because of how he wanted it to look and how how scary it was at the time. I mean, back then, that was some scary shit. And you don't show anything. You just show the movement, you know, the shadows. Right. The the sounds. And so Hitchcock, again, he did a remake because he was trying to make it better. Some people, I think, make remakes as kind of like a cover song where they're paying tribute to yeah, homage like yeah. An homage yeah like you guys did such a great job we want to do it over um the one that i can think of that i think is an homage nobody ever told me it was was the getaway um you you love the getaway the second one yeah yeah but the reason i think it was an homage is because steve mcqueen and ally mcgraw were married And they did the first one. And that one, I think the only reason I didn't like it is because it was done 
back at a time where violence wasn't as accepted. And so it was a lot tamer than the second one. We might call that a pre-Quentin Tarantino time period. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, pre-Tarantino. But the, the second getaway, Kim Basinger and Alec Baldwin were also married. So I don't know if it was their idea to do the movie or if it was the director and he got another married couple. But that's one of the reasons that I think it was, you know, paying tribute to that original or at least paying tribute to the book. It, one was, or made, the other. it was made from a book then? Yeah, Jim Thompson wrote The Getaway. Wow, that dude is a fucking lunatic. He wrote some really good stuff, and he liked crime. He likes crime a lot. He likes weird fucking crime, dude. They that they, I mean, they didn't make a remake of this, but The Killer Inside Me... Uh, that was a good movie. So you saw you saw that then, huh? Was that Cody Affleck or what's his name, the younger Affleck brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's he. There's he, dude. Jim Thompson was just a fucking weirdo. Now that you called him Cody, I can't remember his fucking name. <laughs> Casey. Yeah, Casey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that the homage thing is clear though. Like, and it may. I mean, anytime they do an Easter egg kind of like concept like that, where you're you're doing an exact parallel, you know. Like I've heard about situations where, uh, when directors are doing remakes, they'll they'll literally like mimic an exact shot, or they'll do it in an like from an opposite point of view to kind of like just uh, sort of examine it from other angles. But uh, it is very odd that so little of what is being produced today is sort of just like rehashing something else that has been done before. You you mentioned 39 Steps. I actually found out that it was redone two times after that by somebody else. Really? Yeah, one in the 70s and one in 2009. I don't know who the fuck that director was, but I never even heard of those other than the originals. So Maybe those were direct to DVD and then sold to like Asian markets or something. Yeah, and Hitchcock was just rolling over and over and over <laughs> in his grave. Yeah, I'm sure. I, and... I don't know. That's something like, okay, so I've, and and I think we'll have to do an episode on cover music too, but I always said with cover music, you know, when you do it, you've got to do it perfectly to where you can't tell it's that other band or you've got to put your fucking stamp on it. One or the other. I think that the second one is so much better. Like the stamp is why, what's the, what's the point of, doing something exactly like it's already been been because music evolves right like if you're gonna you know i mean i don't want to go off on a music tangent but right if you're going to do something like like billy strings right this he's a, he's a bluegrass guy who's got all these weird inspirations when he does it you know it's billy but he also knows that it's rooted in whatever it was that he was you know whether it's doc watson or you know led zeppelin well the reason the reason that i mentioned it was because Okay, so you and I, when we were talking about doing this episode, I I talked about 21 Jump Street, right? (laughs) They made that movie, and they made it into some goofy fucking comedy, and I really fucking hated it. And then they did 22 Jump Street, which doesn't even make sense because... I I know they did it just because it's a sequel, but... I don't think that Jonas Hill was really concerned with, you know... No, it's that monetization thing, yeah, right? He figures he can throw yeah. it out and make some more money. Yep. But 
that is one of those where he tried to put his stamp on it, you know, because he mm-hmm. totally changed it. Yeah. He m- turned it from a drama to a comedy. Mm-hmm. A- and we're talking about a TV show that was on in the 90s, by the way. Um, Johnny Depp, that was his, his big, big uh, coming out was in 21 Jump Street. Well, and like there were a whole bunch of people. But nobody else. He was the only one that really, like nobody, R- Richard Grieco. Who the fuck is Richard Grieco? And right. And then... Uh, the Dom DeLuise's kid, right? Peter DeLuise yeah, was the, there. Who the, he was that. He was in a really great movie called Solar Babies. Do you know what that is? Right. You know why you don't know that? Because nobody else knows that fucking movie either. Okay. It's kind of a good like B science fiction movie, but it was the only thing that I can remember him being in after Twenty One Fucking Jump Street. Okay, so Sorry. but the point <laughs> is that it was a serious show. I mean, it's about these these older undercover cops. undercover cops that went into high schools to solve crimes just right? like the douche nozzles did in the stupid movie right but again they went from drama to a comedy so i don't know if my expectation of do it perfectly or put your own stamp on it for cover music follows to i think that's yeah the movie yeah, the, the distinction yeah cuz dude but i mean movies are like like you're controlling, you're not only controlling space and time. You're 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 controlling the view. You know the, the 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 I mean the eyeball. I mean there's nothing in our existence that is as powerful as film and being able to get someone to see something from an angle that they would not see if somebody else didn't provide it for you otherwise. I think the written word is pretty powerful with that. I I, I but. If you're reading, you have to put the picture in your head. If yeah. I'm filming. I'm putting the picture in front of your face. Right. So, um, but I, I, the the comparing to those two things, it, that's a good way to create create the distinction, to be sure. Because, and no matter what, if you're going to make something at one point in time, and then you're going to do something, like say, like a lot of science fiction films have been have been redone, right? Yeah. Like obviously, one of the things if you have a science fiction film reboot or if you're going to re- redo a series or add something else, the technology that exists today did not exist. You know, like Star Trek with fucking, you know, James T. Kirk, you know, when it was Shatner is way different than what it was when it was... Uh, the I bald did, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Picard. Yeah. <laughs> John and, Luke Picard. And and even now, um, I can't remember what her name is, the one that's on Discovery. But, oh, I thought it was Deep Space Nine. They have one after Deep Space Nine, dude. They, there are like like two or three of them. Yeah, there's a new one that's out right now. I, dude, I like it a lot. Does Gene Roddenberry make money off all of those? Well, Gene Gene Roddenberry's dead. Well, right, but I mean his <laughs> estate. I, I don't. I I mean, they, they probably draw some sort of. I mean, they're all being produced through Paramount, which who had the the franchise in the first place. So somehow or another, I imagine that the financial you know the financial trajectory goes back in the direction of. Them somehow, yeah. yeah, at least to some extent. So, but I guess the point, yeah, obviously. So, like the next, the next time you're going to do it is going to reflect whatever the science shifts. Like Total Recall, under uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, that really horrible makeup that they had on everybody. You know, it turned into where they were. It was like sort of like a film noir kind of like. No, but they still. I mean, for what they had, they did a pretty good job. When he pulled that shit out of his nose. That was fucking badass, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that scene. He had the tracer up in his nose, uh-huh. and he was watching the video. 
So he found the briefcase. Uh-huh. Well, actually, oh, you're talking about the first one. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was the stupidest fucking scene in this. Dude, I love the first Total Recall. I mean, that's my fucking childhood, dude. Right. But yeah, that, it's it's almost like at the end when they go outside the dome and their eyeballs are popping out. Oh right. my fucking god. Well, that was horrible special effects, <laughs> but I still think the pulling the nose, that the thing out of the nose was badass. Um. You know, you said they do it a lot in science fiction. So obviously, Total Recall was done. Um, you know, we talked about Judge Dredd last week, and and Dredd. Um, but they do it a lot in horror movies too. Why? Why do you think? What in the fuck is the allure of that? Well, I don't know for sure, but I I've got to tell you. So maybe at least to begin with, it's easy to do gore, or they know gore sells one or the other. Maybe both. Well, in the way that you would be able to produce, it would be quite a bit different today. I mean, that would reflect the technology side of things, too. But and what, brain screening and shit like that. What Rob Zombie did with Halloween uh-huh. and that fucking franchise, uh-huh. I think he not only paid tribute to John Carpenter, but he did a fucking wicked job with Halloween. I, uh... Michael Myers, I mean, you know, he was always a big fucking scary guy. And I prefer... The Halloween franchise to the Friday the 13th franchise uh-huh. because Friday the 13th took it off into some weird fucking space, literally space. Like, really? Not, they had a space? They went Friday to the space, dude. <laughs> fucking so stupid. But anyway, um, Rob what, Zombie. Yeah. What Rob Zombie did with Halloween, I think, was a solid solid fucking remake and i didn't ever i saw land of a thousand corpses like the dude could make fucking horror movies there's no doubt about that yeah he's he's a little bit twisted i mean if you've ever seen his art it's (laughs) fucking right there um he did an entire animated movie too which was fucking cool as hell i can't remember the name of it though that that's one talented dude i mean i i don't like that band but i mean i remember that band i remember the music that they played i remember music that he did on the side i've seen films that he made i mean that's a pretty uh a pretty impressive thing yeah i like the way that he kind of spreads his wings and goes to different mediums he's uh but again you know halloween and so they they do it a lot in horror so cat people i didn't realize that the cat people that i saw in the 80s with Natasha Kinski or yeah. whatever her name was uh-huh. was a remake from I think the 50s. I don't know the cover art on the original Cat People is fucking shitty so it might be the 40s. Um do you think that's just because they had the ability to do more stuff when they came back around or was it just a homage thing? I don't know. I think it's probably 1942 was the first one. I think it's probably the technology thing because remember the the remake of Cat People came out in the 80s and that was when 82. they really started to bloom with their uh, special effects as far as people transforming into stuff. American, American Werewolf, Werewolf in London. Yeah howling that was that whole scene though in american werewolf in london was about i mean they literally they won the awards because of that transformation right Right. um so i think transforming the people into cats even though they didn't do it a whole lot i think that that was probably one of the reasons that they did it because i haven't seen the one that was done in 42 but if i had to guess i would say that they just showed a lady 
and maybe she shook around a little bit, and then there they was a fucking away, cat. And then they pan back, and there's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard, though. I mean, you think about what they had to work with at the beginning of film. You know, I mean, there's there's literally nothing. You know, I mean, I mean, it's just that perspective, shadows, like you said about it, Hitchcock, shadows, sound. You know things that are like adjacent to the camera but you can sort of superimpose stuff from it by ha- being you know like you're you're looking directly on it and then you shift and then the shadows there and then the knife comes up and then well hitchcock was good um most of those other movies that were made in whatever the the 20s the 30s the 40s fuck it even the 50s and 60s i for the most part don't like them I don't think I've gone deeply enough down the rabbit hole on those things. And I think, to be perfectly honest with you, because we're spoiled with so much, like, it's it, it, they can literally do anything on screen now, you know? Well, that's part of it, but there's also this weird thing like, okay, so there's there's the sets and sound of the old movies. You know, there's a weird echo in it. Um, but those people also, I don't think... I don't think they actually acted. I think that they were more, they were chosen because of the way they looked or whatever. And I'm not saying that it's different now as much, but it seems like in a lot of movies, they do act better. They might be chosen because they have big tits and, <laughs> and blonde hair, blue eyes, whatever. Um, but they have a tendency to know how to act a little better. Well, there's so when they went from uh, black and white film, not black and white film, when they went from silent film to, you know, when they called them talkies, right? I can't, I can't remember. I think there was a movie that came out. It was Sunset Boulevard or something like that. It was, a, I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but it was about an actress that was famous during silent films but when she had to use her voice she couldn't make the transition you know so i mean i do think we probably take for granted the fact that you're you're graduating up through different uh skill sets that a person has to you know and when when it was doris day and you know clark gable and shit like that i mean everything was so you know melodramatic most of the time and as time goes forward the the story becomes more and more important and the ability for the person to engage you through the through the camera um yeah because if you don't do that now nobody's gonna believe a fucking thing no and and maybe we are spoiled um and maybe that's why they took a lot of those old movies and remade them because maybe it is that homage thing um because again a lot of the remakes that were remakes i didn't know were remakes you know, Cat People was one of them. Um, fuck, what were some of them that were on the list? Uh, 310 to Yuma, I didn't know was a remake. I, I, I have that. I still haven't watched it, though. I suck. I, I have too many stupid fucking movies sitting around. Um, the Departed was a remake. Yeah, The Departed, fuck. Which I didn't know. Um, there are just a shitload of really fucking cool movies that Brewster's Millions? was remade like nine times dude and that was a horrible fucking movie dude. that movie sucked i and i don't know was it a remake after nine times after 1980 something or no was 1914 it a, was the first one then they had one in 1921 26 35 45 54 61 85 
85 twice because there was one that was made in India and one that was made in, in Hollywood. Did Richard Pryor do both or was Bollywood the other Bollywood one? Bollywood was the other one. Okay. So um, 88, 97, 16, and 2018. There's one in 2018? That's what it says, dude. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what to... The Day of the Jackal. Now, I knew that one was a remake, but Death they Wish. called the second with the the remake was just called The Jackal. Jackal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and that one, you know, I love that fucking movie, and I, I'm pretty sure I said this before, but Bruce Willis should have fucking killed Richard Gere. I don't like the fact that that he got killed. Um, that's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Ryan was very emotionally attached to the... To what occurred in that one okay so there's there's a couple of other like odd trends that when we started to talk about this that i came up with and this i call this the james bond effect right so the james bond effect is is that the political background of whatever it is that's going on it when the background changes then the remake changes as well so like red dawn it was the soviets you know the soviets with the cubans and you know the the revolution like and then it became the chinese in the uh, in the new one it was the north koreans was it the, the north koreans one. oh yeah. yeah like i watched it once i i yeah. the remake was fucking horrible yeah it was not good and i know you didn't like the original either uh-huh. um i was a huge fucking fan of the original and not because it was us against the soviets or us against communism but it was because these people fucking banded together and managed to survive and fight. I mean, it was a, for lack of a better comparison, because I'm not fucking religious, it was David versus Goliath. You know, it was five fucking kids in the woods with rifles against people with tanks and fucking artillery and, and just everything doing, else. doing guerrilla warfare, essentially. Right, right. You know, so that's, that's why I like the first one. Um, but the second one was fucking horrible. Um, and again, it was just like you, maybe it was the James Bond effect. They just changed it to North Korea, put a bunch of fucking pretty people in it and released it. Well, that's literally what James Bond does throughout the years. Whoever the current, you know, if it's a terrorist group or whatever, they bring on whatever is its current and use that image as a way of trying to, uh, well, I don't, I don't think maybe we shouldn't call it the James Bond effect. I, I know what kind of where you're going but for a long time james bond was just fighting specter but that was that was was that that it was this large organization that was the guy with the cat on his lap um maybe it wasn't specter but it was something like specter it was it was an acronym um but he was fighting them when time went on James Bond kind of lost its luster as far as I'm concerned because then they were just fighting some weirdo that had some fucking idea about killing the world. Um, And it wasn't the the organization. Now, maybe that is the James Bond effect because they got rid of Spectre and just started fighting terrorists. So maybe you're right. My apologies. Did you see the the new Manitourian candidate with uh, um, Denzel Washington? Denzel Washington. No, I tried, I started to watch it, and I was all drugged out, so I figured I'd better wait until I could pay attention. I wonder, I wonder what the political, uh, what, what political position, that might be something that I could grab onto with that one. But that's, it's, no matter what, whether it's political or not, you're using the, his, the historical space as a way of changing setting, 
So, which is and I'm I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. I think that they do it, mm-hmm. um, at least in certain movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the Manchurian Candidate, you can do it. With Red Dawn, you can do it. Can't do it with Halloween. That's you why m- the horror stuff is so. That's why the horror stuff is so fucking weird to me. You know, because what? I mean, what is the point? And outside of homage, you know, what? Is oh, they the did point? the Texas Chainsaw Massacre but, yeah, too. That one, but there there are technical reasons why I could see. I mean, because it was so. I mean, that was super super low budget, wasn't it? Grainy yeah, as yeah, hell, yeah. all fucked up, bad acting. Yeah, the whole works. <laughs> Shitty special effects. <laughs> but again, back then everybody was freaked out about it. Yeah. It reminds me of summer school. That stupid fucking movie. I love that flick. Yeah, the chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> Do the dance for me, baby. Uh, I've watched a lot of stupid movies in my life. I, I love film. Film I, is good. I I still do really. Um, I'm trying to think what other movies. I mean, because really, okay, so. You could you could do that with Demolition Man if you remade Demolition Man, right? I mean, on some level, with the political thing, you could call the people that lived in the sewers something else, or have them being live in some other part of you know. It doesn't have to be the sewers per se, right? Just something that would be analogous to the sewers. You know, they they did, and I know so. Some of the TV shows I wanted to talk about that they made into movies were like Gilligan's Island and McHale's Navy and shit like that that were pretty cheesy fucking movie or TV shows to begin with, and they made them into movies because they thought it was easily monetized. But now I'm going to talk about some TV shows that were made from books that I think follow Darren's idea where you could do a lot with them, and that is... So they did Aldous Huxley's um, Brave, Brave New, New World, World yeah. and th- they definitely could have done that show better, but you could change that to just about any political state you wanted to, yeah. really. The Handmaid's Tale has been something they've been going crazy about for the um, last several years. The the Man in the High Castle? Yeah, uh, yes. I, that's I love that fucking book, dude. That is my favorite Phil, Philip K. Dick book. It's a good book. Yeah. And the show, I don't know. At the season one was good. I kind of faded out in season two because it didn't seem to they, go they, anywhere. They're, lo- they're losing me. Yeah, I've had, I've had, I, and they've got like five seasons now. It's done, right? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I quit watching. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I faded out in season two. Mm-hmm. But that's one where you could basically do a lot with the political ideologies and trends that but, are going on but they really tried to keep it to the i mean that one's t- i mean because it had to be the japanese and the germans i mean you can't really abandon that position no but most people haven't read the book so they don't know that that's too bad read the fucking book i mean you could put it into anybody i, I really you could make it that 1984-esque thing where it's you know what did he call it trans asia and I can't, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's been a long time since I read the book, but yeah. Basically, pan, pan Asia, maybe. It's, anyway, it's, it was it's a couple the, of the, the enemy, you know, of you, right. essentially. Um. But yeah, they're. 
So there's you got two different kinds of things going there though. You've got those ones are because those have social messages in them. I fucking dream of genie does not have a social message in it. You know, I mean, no. the, the, like you so so I guess then we come up with with the category of where you're just essentially producing it because there's a social memory of it which will attach to people and they'll go see it. You know, because because you can make money out of it. And then there are ones where you have like a social agenda. But I don't know, dude. Like kids. When I Dream of Genie came out, I don't think they fucking had any idea what parents, I Dream of Genie was. But their parents did. And their grandparents did. Oh, see, that makes sense then. Stupid people went to see that movie. <laughs> don't take that personally if you want to see that movie. Or, <laughs> or maybe maybe you should. Maybe you should take it very personally. <laughs> Stupid people. <laughs> Went to see I Dream of Jeannie, Gilligan's Island, and McHale's Navy. Um, because they had who was some in the, Who was in the fucking, movie in McHale's Navy? Who, when was that made? It was Tom Arnold, I think. Yeah, it was Tom Arnold. I, know I, I, I knew I could see a face, but I couldn't get it in my head. Um, again, horrible, horrible shit. Not, not any Academy Awards coming out. Out of those ones. Well, I don't even care about that. I mean, most movies that win awards... I like okay, but I mean, I'm a big fan of movies that don't win awards. So there was one other category that I found, and I don't know why I didn't think about this, but because in you, this is you're giving Hollywood shit at the beginning, and this is something that I think really does give Hollywood a lot of shit. Movies that get produced in, in other places, and then Hollywood... Uh, buys the rights to make it. They make steal it. BBC yeah. shit all the time. But like The Ring was a Japanese film before it became an American film. Uh, there was a movie called Vanilla Sky. That was it was a Spanish film called Abre los ojos, open your eyes. Um, this is something that, uh, yeah. Instead of, I mean, you could you could go down the list. There's ton, there's tons of them all over the place, but they just suck. So they f- steal shit from other places. So I wonder when they do that. When they just commandeer somebody's script and then rewrite it for their own does it save them that much money on the front end to where they are so much more profitable or because i mean until and i haven't seen the ring because again i am not a fucking asshole that goes to watch stupid fucking movies but i saw the ring in the theaters (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't well. my choice, but I did see it in the theaters. <laughs> so. Asshole. <laughs> so, um, I didn't have any idea until later that it was a Japanese movie that was stolen or remade here because of it. I mean... I know they've done it with a lot of BBC shows. I know they've done it with BBC movies. Um, so I wonder if they just do it because they think it's so fucking great that they don't want to hire writers and stuff. Or if... I don't I mean, I, I, I'm at a loss. I mean, you would think that, that with all the fucking money, and I guess money doesn't... You just need somebody who can write great shit, you know? Like, all of a sudden lately, like, for instance, this has n- nothing to do with remakes, but I I live in a a Chinese home. Like, my home, my, my partner is Chinese, you know, my daughter is Chinese. When we go places, and English is a second language for my partner, um, 
all of the people that we hang out with that we tie into her world all watch Korean dramas. So like for some reason, like so and and what happens is these dramas that are being produced in South Korea, they do remakes in China and other places down there. So some something is happening in the Korean mind right now where they're just producing tons and tons and tons of shit like the writers are all going crazy. I mean, why in Hollywood? Why what what is it that makes them I mean, it's the same kind of thing. What what is it happens where in one place all of these things start happening, you know, in terms of creativity and churning shit out and then like you've got all the fucking money in the world, all the capabilities of producing anything that you could possibly imagine and then as soon as that's in front of your face, the only thing that you can do is, you know, make the Lord of the Rings or something like that. Something else that's already been produced, essentially. Well, and, you know, I wonder whose fucking job it is to go and comb Korean TV or British TV or Spanish or fucking Japanese or whatever to find these shows that they want to steal. I don't think you got to comb. I think you just have to have people that end up in those places when those things get hot. I mean, if you just you just have to watch what people are doing to feel the pulse of something like that, you know, you know what I mean. Well, but a lot of stuff. So Elmore Leonard is a writer, and one of the movies that are on our list was remade, and it was based on a book that he did. I just can't remember which one it is, but Elmore Leonard has a bunch of stuff that has been made into movies and TV shows. I haven't seen Elmore Leonard's books on like a top 10 list or a top 100 list in, well, ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he was writing, I think he still writes, but he was writing a lot of these back then. So I think they have to do some combing, or Elmore Leonard's got a really good agent and he keeps sending the books to these production companies well i mean what what was the time because like you could say the same thing about like the marvel cinematic universe but that that was something that was popular with kids throughout years and generations of years and it was in the the american psyche so it like demanded to be created into what it was like i i mean what was his time period well stan lee did a fucking excellent job with the marvels i mean seriously because he you know, did all the comic books for the most part. He was involved in most of them, mm-hmm. even if he didn't write them. Um, but then he came up with his own production company and started the cartoons and shit. So all of us, you know, people our age, say from, what, 38 to 50, 55, yeah. 60 maybe? Uh-huh. We're watching those cartoons when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Spider-Man and Firestar and Iceman and The Incredible Hulk. He did a fucking great job. He did the X-Men stuff. Those old X-Men cartoons, I loved them when And I was he a kid. just continued marketing them and marketing them and marketing them until... You know, and then he started making movies. But he wasn't just marketing them. Other people were doing it for him, like fucking uh, the the fucking the 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 funny guy. You know, I'm gonna bring it back. Uh, Clerks, Kevin Smith. You have different people that brought. I mean, he made his first movie by selling his fucking comic book collection. Did you know that? No. That's how he. That's how he produced Clerks. So he so he would put little Easter eggs. You know. 
they're always reading the fucking comics and you know they well i know he loves comic books he's got a fucking show on a and e called comic book man but he's just one example i don't mean he didn't but it was in the psyche of all these different things i mean certainly stan lee i mean fuck he's in every single one of those movies i mean he's got a goddamn uh what do they call that when they put you in for just a, a minute where he, he a silhouette no uh candid canned uh God damn it. Fuck off. <laughs> Cam- oh. Cameo. Yeah. Okay. Not, not like word up. Word up. So, yeah. But that might be like Stephen King, where it's some sort of weird fucking megalomania thing. Because Stephen King's in all of his movies, too. Yeah. But he's a, that's another good example of somebody who just totally like permeated the, the psyche of this country for years, you know? And in my opinion, Stephen King's a shit writer. I don't like his writing very much either. To and his son is fucking worse. I, I haven't. I don't. I, I wouldn't go down that path. I still need to go back. I think I would like to read The Shining, and but I'd like to read The Stand at some point. What? 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 His show? fucking son, Nosferatu. Oh, that's his. Uh, huh. Joe Hill mm-hmm. wrote the books, and then he got turned the it TV into, show. Huh. But he changed his name to Hill because he didn't want to. I don't know. Write his fucking dad's coattails. Good well, I job. I respect that. I don't believe that that's why you did it. Okay. Good for you. Because he looks just fucking like him. <laughs> um. Anyway, I digress. And maybe we should talk again about movies to some degree, which we were with Stephen King and, and the Marvel stuff. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um. Maybe all of it is just an homage. You know, you mentioned I Dream of Genie. Was it I Dream of Genie or was it Bewitched? Or did they Bewitched do both? Bewitched was the one I was thinking of. Because Bewitched sucks. Be, yeah, Bewitched was what I... They didn't do I Dream of Genie. It was Bewitched. That was what I meant. Yeah. And then... um, Oh, shit. They redid The Stepford Wives. Yeah. Which is another horror movie. Um, but they totally fucked that one up because, again, they tried to make it into some weird comedy, dude. And it isn't. That's right. It had... Uh, Nicole, Matthew Broderick, Nicole, Nicole Kidman, it. I think, was in it yeah. as well. Yeah, it, I mean, it just wasn't good. It, it and the the first Stepford Wives was scary. It was supposed to be. The second one was not. Um, so you know, again, in general, I like the first ones better than the second ones, or at least the first ones I saw, because a lot of them I had no idea. It had a ton of people in it, dude. It had Bette Midler, uh, Glenn Close, Christopher Walken. It was a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, it was a dump. Um, so, yeah, maybe we should go try to be Hollywood executives because apparently you can fucking just, you know, have but, an idea for somebody else's idea. And make a million bucks off of it. I'm going to be not very politically correct right now. When I was going through them, uh, I found that they did a remake of Rear Window. And the the guy that's... Because it's, it's uh, Jimmy Stewart that's there. He breaks his leg and he's stuck sitting there looking out the back of his window and seeing all this shit happen and transpire. In the new one, it, it's, uh, it, was, 90, it was made in 98 and it was Christopher Reeve. 
<laughs> and it's about a quadriplegic guy that can't move and is sitting there seeing all this shit going on outside the window. But it's, I mean, you can, I'm not make. I mean, they made the fucking movie. What am I supposed to do with that for fuck's sake? He already had fallen off his horse That's by then. That's my point. He was yeah, they quadriplegic. Were using, they were using uh, as as a way of putting him into the film, which just seems almost perverted in some sort of fucked up way. That's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, I, I didn't even know what to think about. It. I don't know, dude. The original version was awesome, dude. Jimmy Stewart was awesome. He was awesome in the second try. The man who knew too much, too. That was a fucking great film. <laughs> I'm I'm still thinking about the quadriplegic I can, thing. I, 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 I it just. I think if that happened in this day and age, like the people would pile on you so hard. So at that point, they couldn't have been using Christopher Reeve's name because most people hadn't, they didn't really know. I mean, they were using his name in the, the credits, yeah. but they weren't using his name to draw a crowd, were yeah, they? Well, I, dude, I have no fucking idea what they're, I mean, it's, it's 13 or 14 years since the last Superman movie had come out. So, and he hadn't really done anything since, I mean, Went Superman three with Richard Pryor. That's like eighty six, eighty seven, something like that. Right. So then he falls off his 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 horse shortly thereafter. Yeah, nobody would. I mean, we like I would have known him, but I I'm not gonna feel real good about it. I'm like Superman's fucked up, dude. You know. <laughs> well, I I think that really, if I look at the old Superman movies, and I have seen them. Uh-huh. He wasn't a good fucking actor either. No, dude. The, well, those were they were hammy. I mean, I, I I have to believe that they were they were supposed to be hammy. They were that when he fought Zod. Yeah, Zod. Kneel before Zod. Okay, so they remade. You know, we were talking about comic books. You mentioned Superman, mm-hmm. so that obviously is the DC universe. But they've remade. A bunch of those. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, Batman has been remade. Over. Superman over has been made over, over and over yeah. again. Um, now we've got Superman and Batman. Daredevil was made a couple of different times. Um, Spider-Man. And, and they did it both ways. They did, you know, Spider-Man where you had the shit that you had to mix up for your web shooter and they did spider-man where he just had the web shooter in his fucking veins or whatever because he was bitten by a spider yeah we 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 all saw the it's far from home (laughs) when there were three spider-mans is that that the one where there were three spider-mans yeah okay yeah yeah and they made a big joke about the the different web things in that one and that was fucking hokey too. See, Disney buys something and completely fucks it up. Yeah, they did that with Star Wars for sure, dude. Like, I mean, it's just it's just not what it was. I the Mandalorian stuff I kind of like. I, that makes me laugh a little bit, but and I I have to admit I have a subscription to Disney Plus and I I watch the Star Wars stuff and and I watch the Marvel stuff. National Geographic and all of those are also on there, but they really do fuck things up. I mean, Star Wars, and I, I know that, you know, with the Ewoks and Return of the Jedi, everybody kind of turned their head and said, well, they're getting kitschy, they're not as dark, whatever. 
Um, but then Jar Jar Binks, I mean, they go from being not as dark to cartoon kid show. Yeah, that that was some that was some stupid shit. And it it just, I mean, I walked out of the theater and thought, there's no fucking way I'm ever gonna wait in line for a Star Wars ticket again. And I know that. I'm one of very few people that said that because there's still dipshits wearing fucking stormtrooper uniforms waiting in line for three days when the new movie comes out. When I when I see it now, I just think of old Mel Brooks and Spaceballs. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Spaceball toilet paper. <laughs> Spaceball lunchboxes. We've got a bobblehead Spaceball. That's, that's Disney's whole function, you know. I mean... You, they're, they're, if if they can't sell it, they're not going to partake in it. So that's a true statement, and that goes for everything we've talked about here. Um, I'm sure if Disney can get their hands on a fucking remake, they will. Um, especially since they're owned by ABC, and ABC is owned by or no, I'm sorry, Disney owns ABC. So it's it's just a huge conglomerate either way. Um, Anyway, we're at at 45. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you go and watch some of the remakes that we talked about. Um, Let us know what you think. Before we go, i got to make two quick corrections from the last show. Carl Bernstein is not dead. And I said Ashir Balasad, and the uh, president of Syria is actually Bashir al-Assad. Yeah, it's easy to confuse all of those consonants in in the we're not we don't think we're um part of the uh journalist school at all but at least in the interest of trying to respect the people that are i figured i'd correct the the record well and we do try to be truthful and tell you mostly where we got our shit um anyway twitter's short bus debate tiktok short bus debate club 720-334 roll we're out of here bitches later